This is Cody Daigle Oriens, and welcome to Bearded Fruit Unedited, the raw conversations that are edited down into the final versions of our podcasts. These conversations contain the outtakes that don't make it into our program, so if you enjoyed the completed episode, you might find something worth chewing on here. Enjoy, and make sure you follow us at www.beardedfruit.com for new episodes. Okay, so um, so let's start uh, t- telling us a little bit about about you and your background, where you come from, what do you do? Tell us about you. Uh, I'm Connor. Hi, <laughs> I'm 22. Uh, I've lived in Western Mass my entire life. Um, for right now, I'm working two part-time jobs, one at Newberry Comics and the other one at Iraqi's Ace Hardware Store. They suck. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible. But so, I'm going back to school in the spring. Awesome. For? For environmental science. And I want to be part of like a town planning committee to try to convert whatever town I'm working for to straight up solar and wind energy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so where, where in Mass did you grow up? West Springfield. West Springfield. Yeah. Okay. I've lived there for uh, 19 years. I've lived in East Windsor, Connecticut for like three, but obviously I don't remember that because I was three when I moved. So, so um, you know, like we're, we're, the thing that we're focusing on talking about today is, uh, is coming out, and I wanted to get you to talk a little bit first about sort of your experience of coming to become aware of being gay and the kind of when you know moment. What was that like for you? Um, I've known for a long time. I've known since I was 12. Um, I guess it's just one of those things where it didn't just hit me like a brick like it does with everyone else, I, from what I gather, because it seems like everyone has those moments. I think it was just gradual over time where you just notice little things here and there, like you find the same sex more and more attractive little by little. and. That was really it. It wasn't like a huge defining moment for me. And so being 12 and sort of realizing that there's this difference in you, what what is it like for a little 12-year-old? Oh, my God. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Because even, you know, when you're at family gatherings, you know, and everyone around the family table is talking, and then out of nowhere, the whole topic of uh, the LGBT community comes up and everyone gets really like freaked out and they're like, that's disgusting. That's what happened in my family anyway. I feel like everyone was super against it. And hearing that when I was young and knowing that I was part of that community, it was very horrifying. And uh, it led to a little bit of what contributed to my anxiety growing up. Now, did you grow up in a religious family? Um, I was forced to go to church when I was younger. Um, From a really young age, I knew that religion was not for me. I wasn't, I didn't believe in any of that but I was forced to go anyway by my parents. Um, later on down the line, when I was like 16, 17, they stopped, they stopped caring. They were like, you just do what you want. And so did you feel like the, the resistance that you, that you're, that those negative messages about uh, the gay community and being gay, did that stem from religion or did that stem from just sort of that cultural negativity about it? I think it's it's religion. I think it was religion, and I also think it's because my family's super conservative in their values. They're all like, they're all military guys, and they've all been to West Point or whatever. Um, there's this general fear of what they don't know, 
So they kind of express that that way. So you told me that you've been out for about a, a year. Um, tell me a little bit about what your coming out experience was like. Uh, I was I was dating my ex at the time for six months before I even came out. It was still kind of relatively secret to me. Um, and one day, he was just like, well, you should just tell people because it's getting a little ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I will. And it's just one of those things where you just have to do it and that's it. And I did and I just got a huge overwhelming support from people that I never would have expected. I got like Facebook messages flowing in, texts, phone calls that same day, just constant support. And it was mind blowing. I wasn't expecting that at all. What was your family response? Um, my mom said she had known for a while, but didn't say anything for fear of me sparking my anxiety. Um, my dad was okay with it, I guess. Um, I still think there's a little bit of residual, just not knowing what's going on. So he's a little skeptical. Um, my older brother was really mad about it at first. And then he kind of rationalized it a day later and was like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> my little brother was totally fine with it too. So it was surprising, you know? What, what about, so you say it's surprising. What about it is still surprising because I, I, I guess from, from my vantage point, being a lot older than you and having been out for such a long time and seeing the world change so much over the past 20 years since I came out, um, it seems like I would imagine that coming out would just be a breeze and you would just do it and it was it would be fine because it's a gay old world out there and everything is, is fine. Where do you feel like those, those messages of uh, those fearful messages came from in you? What were you particularly afraid of? I think when I was growing up, I had I had very few friends and I had very few people I could talk to about things. Um, I felt like if I had released something like that, that I would have just lost all contact. I think that's my big fear is that because I have so little people in my life I can actually confide in and talk to, if something like that were to trigger them and be like, oh no, we don't want to hang out with them anymore. I have a lot of I have a lot of straight male friends, and it was surprising to see that they were all just super all right with it and still want to hang out with me on a daily basis. I thought it was just going to be just completely cut off all ties and that's it. And did, did you, were these, were you getting the message that um, like the gay is bad message from the people that were around you before or, you know, or is it just kind of like the general guy ribbing stuff that goes on? It was, it was a little bit of the latter. And then I also thought because my family felt that way and they, they had openly expressed it when I was younger, I thought that was just the law of the land. I guess. I thought everyone felt that way. It's interesting to me that you could be coming out in like in 2014 in this world where, you know, marriage equality for everybody was really just less than a year away from you. And you're living in this world where it's overwhelmingly positive. All these, these, these very like positive messages about being gay and acceptance and that no matter what, it'll get better and everything will be great that there's still this fear that you're going to be rejected. Did you have friends that had had those sorts of stories? Did you hear those kinds of stories from other people around you? Um, not from people directly associating with me, um, but I'm active on Tumblr and I see these posts all the time, all the time about how their families reject them because they're gay or bisexual or transgender. 
it's mind blowing. It, it, it's crazy that someone can actually deal with that and be okay with it. You know, it's, it's strange. So I'm curious what it, what is it like to be a young gay person in this world where now marriage is always going to be a possibility for you. It's, you can get married, and now probably you'll get expected to be. You'll be expected to be married. Right. Um, you're living in this world where there's an overwhelmingly positive uh, message in the in the mainstream culture about what it, about being gay that it's okay. Um, I I guess I'm just curious. How does that How does that feel for you in terms of your the possibilities for your life and where being gay fits in for you? I know for a lot of people in my generation, it's a huge defining thing. Gayness was monumentally important because it was terrifying, and possibly you would lose all your friends, and you could lose your job. Well, you could still, you could, but you could lose your job. And um, how do you feel about your prospects in the world and where gay will fit in for you? in this in this world i feel like when i was younger it was kind of holding me back from things um like i was telling you earlier it, it definitely contributed to part of my anxiety my constant anxiety and um now that i'm out and now it's the the positivity is just insanely overwhelming uh now i feel like i can actually live and and do things i i guess it's a really thing. That's a really interesting thing to ask. I guess it. It's never been. I guess in my mind, it's never been uh, a huge, huge stopping point because I didn't think that I showed it very well. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier now, and the fact that people are more accepting, and now that it's just out in the open and everything, and everyone's all right with it. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. It'll be a lot easier for me to live life on a personal level, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I think what, what, why I was really excited about just getting a chance to talk to you is because I, I know like it took me a really long time to get to a place where I could make sense of what being gay meant for me as a person. And it always felt like being gay was this thing. I this is like full time job I had to do while I was trying to be this other person, because there there was so much challenge in terms of being open and being out in the world. Um, when you think about yourself and you think about who you are as a person, how does your your gayness or your queerness fit into how you see yourself? I think it's just another part of me. I don't, I don't think it's truly now, I guess, anyway, it's not insanely life defining. If that makes sense. I feel it's just one thing that I've, I have to deal with and that's, that's it. And it's not even like I'm dealing with it. It's just who I am. And if people accept it, great. If they don't, oh, well, that's, I think that's awesome. I wish, yeah. I hope I like, I, that's what I always hope that it will it would become where you could you get to this place where um, it's just another thing about you. You know, I like I like rap. I'm gay. I like mac and cheese. Yeah. that would be um, that's literally me. That's, <laughs> that's literally me. 
Uh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> um, may all, everyone should be that guy. Everyone should be about rap and mac and cheese and all that fun stuff. Being a young person, looking at um, looking at how gay positive the world is uh, right now. How the best way to articulate this? Where do you see yourself making more positive changes as an open gay person in the world? Where do you want to do the good work for the people who are not in your position, who are still in the closet, who are still struggling with those questions and those issues? It's funny that you said that because actually just recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, I posted a Facebook status about how I've been out for a year and encouraging everyone if they're in that position to do it because it's it's the biggest demon in your closet and you don't want to hold that. I had an overwhelming amount of people messaging me telling me that they were going to come out that day and I saw, no joke, probably like seven or eight coming out statuses on Facebook. It's crazy. It's crazy. And to think that just me, you know, just some 22-year-old kid is empowering these people to do that and feel okay and have some sense of normalcy. It's great, you know? So, it's an interesting thing to, to be at the place I am in my life. I am almost 40, and I'm 20 years removed from being gay. So, you're really like another gay generation. You're the generation that follows me. And I'm... I'm interested to hear about what your interactions are with the people of my generation, like my generation gays. Um, in this year that you've been out, what have those interactions been like? What do you, what do you guys think of us, I guess? That's something I've never really thought of. So let me think about that. I do think it's really cool that the, the past generation before me did pave the way uh, for us to, to be more comfortable with it. Because if, if the generation before me never, never said anything or just kind of took it for the way it was back in the 80s and the 90s, it would still be a really messed up thing to come out. You know, um, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Is that now we have this we have this feeling of once it's done once we actually come out it's it's done you know um, and that that saves a lot of people that literally how coming out is a huge deal and I guess I guess the example I'm going to give is a lot of I mean science shows and like studies show that a lot of LGBT youth have suicidal tendencies it, it, it's terrible and now I think there's there's less and less of that because it's more out in the open and it's now being talked about in politics and it's now being talked about as just a general topic it's not shunned by the general public and that's nice because no LGBT anyone should have to deal with suicide or depression or anxiety just over something they can't control you know I think that's ridiculous do you have like I know when I when I came out, there were a couple of guys that um, were in the generation before me, and they 
Well, they weren't exactly like mentors. They certainly were were guys that I felt like I could go to and um, and navigate some of the harder parts of that beginning phase. Are are we doing a good job of that? I mean, are you finding that you you have people that you're you're gay elders? I mean, do you, are we doing a decent job of that? I think so. I mean, in my case, I didn't. I guess I didn't need anyone to discuss like the hardships of it because. It was such a breeze for me, and everyone was so supportive that I didn't need to discuss hardships of coming out with anyone. Um, but I know a lot of people who have, and I've talked to a lot of people who have, and from what I've been told, they they talked to the older, the, the previous generation of gay men before us, and it was a lot easier for them once they had that interaction with them because they have been out for a long time, and they know what it's like. So this is, um, it's kind of like moving into a new idea, but I think I feel like it, it's, it's, it's relevant. Um, one thing that I notice a lot is that your generation is not just gay positive, but you're also much better at social justice than we are. That there's a real sense of justice being necessary, not just for the gay community, but also in terms of misogyny and the transgender community and for race. And um, I would I would love to hear you talk about that a little bit and, and how you see your individual experience as a gay person connecting to these other social justice struggles and issues. My generation is astounding in that regard. Astounding. Like, the amount of times I see people on, even, you know, with the presidential elections coming up, the amount of support I see for Bernie Sanders, who wants to make all these changes and saying that, you know, misogyny is wrong and it, and gay people need their rights and all that. It's, it's so nice seeing this overwhelming support of people who support a candidate like that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, I... Let me think about articulating this. I think, I think our generation is really good at not just saying things. I think they're really good at actually taking action against them. The amount of things I've seen on the internet of, uh, you know, someone spewing the word faggot or someone spewing the N-word or, or someone just uh, demoralizing women on the internet. The amount of support that I've seen from people of my generation in support of the victim in that situation is mind-blowing. It's more often than not that I see support rather than agreeing. And I think that's really cool. It's, um, what, and it, it, I have become, uh, kind of like a jerk on Facebook sometimes for these things, but, um, the guys who are my age, I notice, are very articulate about gay issues, but really fail when it comes to the other ones. They really fail when you know, they'll, they'll very pro-equality, but then will also be completely casually racist or completely casually misogynistic. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's definitely a generational thing. I think you, you're, and I think it has a lot to do with your generation's social media world creation. Like the, 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 it's particularly Tumblr. I feel like Tumblr is this incredibly social justice 
focused place um, with a lot of very excitable young people, sometimes being kind of annoying, but also sometimes being really engaged and, um, and powerful. I wonder if you could talk a little about that, like how, how your queer community isn't just your community, the community of people that you're around, but your online queer community. Because I know there's a, you get to spend a lot of time engaging with other queer people online. Yeah. What is that experience like to have a, 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 a digital queer community? It's really cool. I, I, I mean, in my in my life personally, I don't. I guess I don't have without without online presence. I guess I wouldn't have the amount of gay friends that I do. Uh, I wouldn't have interactions with other gay guys like I do. Um, Tumblr, especially, is mind blowing in the fact that anyone can just search even just like gay in the top and pick anyone in that list, follow them based on their interests, and then discuss whatever, even if it's something, even if they're not out yet, and they can just vent to someone. I guess there's less, less anxiety over a computer screen because you're not face-to-face -face with someone. Um, I think that's the big deal, is that because you're over a computer screen, you don't have to express these emotions that make you feel vulnerable, vulnerable I guess, um, I think that's the big thing is that people feel like they're vulnerable and over a computer screen you don't have to show that. Um, it's really cool. I've met a lot of really, really interesting people on Tumblr um, who I talk to on a regular basis now and it's really cool just hearing their stories and it's really cool just talking to them, making sure everything's okay. Uh, it's really nice to have that second set of ears that may not be in your personal life, but someone that genuinely cares like they are in your personal life. I guess, I guess that's the really, really cool thing about Tumblr. Did you, when you were that pre-coming out uh, middle schooler, that 12-year-old, 13-year-old, were you finding connections with other gay people online? Personally, I was not. I, I kept it under wraps as long as I could. Um, I think from my from my fear of especially in my in my town I feel like everyone knew who I was everyone knew who my family was and I didn't want anything being relayed back um, and being outed by someone else because that's not fair like being outed by someone else is the worst thing ever yeah I you know I, I think about how hard it was how hard it was for me as an 18-year-old in 1994, where you there's no access to other people unless they're living in the world with you. I mean, we had we had AOL, but that is embarrassing to even admit. That we had. <laughs> um, but you know, I think about if if I was coming out today, yeah, that access to all of those all of those voices and all of those people, that sense of community that you don't have to find go out and try to find a person, which is incredibly difficult in, in, in small towns like I grew up in or um, or communities where it's less than favorable for gay people. To find people to be supportive, you can just get on the computer and find those positive voices to keep you grounded. And It's instantaneous. Yeah. That's the big deal. It's, it's instantaneous, and you don't have to wait for someone to listen to what you have to say. Because... There's always someone online on Tumblr. 
because it's a it's a world thing. It doesn't matter if they're from the United States or from I have I have friends I talk to from England. I have friends I talk to from China on there. It's it's, it's mind blowing. Are you feeling like you're having positive impact on on other gay guys in your or gay people? It doesn't have to be just gay guys. Um, other gay people in your generation now that you're out. I think so. I think from this is from what I've heard from several people. They've they've told me that I've kind of released the whole stigma of the the typical gay guy, I guess. Um, and they most of the people I I came out to and I talked to about it, they had no idea and they were floored and they they kind of got really emotional about it and they were they were just wondering how I could I can go for so long without saying anything and um, I think it, it makes people think twice about you know what they say around people or how to handle a situation like that I think there's a lot more I think for me personally when I came out a lot of people in my I guess in my Facebook realm have become more open and conscientious that it could it could be literally anyone it doesn't have to be just the expected gay guy or, you know, things like that. So I had a lot of straight friends when I was, when I was growing up too. And uh, I had those, those, those experiences as well. Those conversations of the, wait, what? Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about, uh, about having really great friendships with straight guys as an openly gay person and what that's like. For you now, because um, I think I, I think that's an unexpected. That's still an unexpected thing, to have uh, really good straight friends. Talk a little bit about having your bros. Oh my God, <laughs> bros. Okay. Um, one of one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Chris, and he's he's a couple years older than me. Um, when we were friends for a really long time, like probably when I was oh gee. Uh, 13 or 14, uh, we've been friends for a good amount of time before I came out, probably seven years. That seven's a fair number, sure. Um, and then when I came out, it's like nothing changed, which was awesome because he was one of the uh, people I was most scared to tell because I didn't want him to be really freaked out. And it's really funny because he doesn't he doesn't change at all. He he's still now what he'll do is he'll he'll just like fake grope me. Or like, you know, things like that. And it's it's nice that someone can be open and fun about that stuff and not have to feel like people are going to judge them for being gay. And, and that's that's really cool. And I, I feel like that's sort of a side benefit of having so much visibility in the, in our mainstream culture with, about gay people. And not only has it helped gay people like us be out and open, but I think it's also helped straight guys or and straight people in general who would otherwise have been uncomfortable with it find a level of comfort so that they can have those rad friendships with with um with with gay friends that they may not have had otherwise there's definitely no awkwardness on his end at all and that's really nice um i don't think i've had any friends of mine be awkward about it i think our generation has done a really good job perpetuating that it's okay and that the average gay male isn't, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, a feminine guy or anything like that. It could, it could be a heavily tattooed guy with a beard and it's okay. 
Yeah, it's very okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I advocate. Uh, I 100% advocate for that. Um, oh, crap. What was I going to say? Because you got me thinking about tattooed guys with beards, and you distracted me. And how attractive they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, uh-uh. indeed. Um, I, okay, uh, yeah, I wanted to, to talk a little bit to... Um, about those people for whom it's still sort of a struggle. I mean, even though we are in this very positive place and marriage equality is a reality, and it, it, we're in this place where it feels like, yeah, we've made it, the war is won, we're, we're there, we still have huge numbers of gay kids killing themselves. And living in the closet, and we still have um, rising HIV numbers, and we're, we're, there's still a long way to go. Um, what do you think we can do? From your vantage point, what, what do we do? What do we do to help those kids who are where you are, or a little behind where you are? What can we do for them? I think we just need to be more open about it. And from from what I've experienced, me saying that me coming out has, has released this demon that's been trapped in my mind for so long. I feel like something like that would be enough impetus to get people to do it. Because, you know, if I've had this in my head for 10 years or so before I came out and it, it ate away at me for a really long time, I don't... I would hope that other people wouldn't want that to happen. I know it's still reality that it's going to happen. Um, I just think we need to discuss it more. I I feel like it's never over. I I feel like the equality is cool. I I feel like there's still, I feel like there's still the stigma, down south, you know, even, I guess, of how gay is wrong. And I, I feel like kids get that perception through any of the social media because everyone's on it. And there's this, there's this fear that coming out is going to be the end of the world, even though it's very obvious that if you were to look on social media on the other end of the spectrum, it's constant positivity. I think focusing on the negative does a lot more than focusing on the positive. Um, so I think we just need to, we need to be more open about it. We need to discuss more and how how beneficial it is to actually come out and be yourself and hopefully that's enough of a drive for kids like me or younger than me who are still suffering with figuring themselves out and being open about their sexuality i think we need to just talk about it more i i, I agree i think that um and it's been driven home to me a lot recently especially since marriage equality happened i have sort of realized, oh, I'm this, I'm a white gay man who's no longer really marginalized anymore. I don't live in a marginalized group anymore because um, I can do all the things that a straight male, white male can do. Um, And I feel like, yeah, there's, I think because there is so little standing in the way of just living a life, we forget that there's still, we still have to get out there and talk about it. We still have to get out there and, and come out publicly and be out and express that it's okay all the time because it serves to help the people who are not where we are yet. 
um, I think there's a there's a there's a, a degree of complacency in gay men of my generation thinking that you know oh we're good we're good so it's good right. and um, I, I I just don't think that's um, that's healthy or good no. for us. And that's funny because um, even in the, in the music industry, a lot of a lot of bands I listen to are speaking out about it, and they're even mentioning it in their songs. And there's this one band I listen to. I don't know if you're familiar with them, called Paris. Mm. They're from Lowell, and um, the the lead singer is a gay woman, and she's 21 years old. And she actually went and talked to Alternative Press magazine about her experiences as a gay woman in the music industry and for a 21 year old it was astounding her response she said that we we need to talk about it because no one else did when she was growing up in the music industry so she didn't have anyone to look up to and she said everyone needs someone to be a role model for them and she said if i can do that for someone the game has changed and she goes if and if that keeps happening, if that's being perpetuated, these problems might go away. These kids might not fear, have a general fear for their life even, about it. Do you see yourself being one of those people? I would like to be. I think I'm starting on the right foot. Um, like I said earlier from that Facebook thing, it's astounding the amount of uh, feedback I got from that and the fact that I got, well, not like I forced them to do it, but the fact that they actually went out of their way and felt comfortable enough to say something because I said it was okay and that you can't live with this forever. You need to actually go out and say something for, for the greater good of society. And I think I'm on my way there. I think there's still a lot to do. I think there's a lot for all of us to do. But as long as we keep talking about it, we'll get it done. So... So people are going to hear this on um, National Coming Out Day. We're going to put this into the world on October 11th. So you, so here's your, here's your big moment. Um, it's National Coming Out Day, and there's someone out there listening who is struggling with the question that you struggled with a year ago. How do I come out? Should I come out? Is it worth it? What do you say to that kid? It's absolutely worth it to come out. Don't have any second thoughts about it. For me, it saved my life. I was in a period of constant anxiety and depression, and I had consistent suicidal thoughts growing up as a kid because of it, and no one should have to live that way at all. So do not doubt anything. Do it. You will have constant support from people, and the people that don't support you, you don't need them in your life anyway. Awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. See? Painless, right? Yeah, yeah, painless.